Welcome to Mariner's Church. Thank you guys for coming and being part of today. My name is Paul, and I am one of the pastors here, and so it's, a, it's my privilege to be here. I love what Mark says, are you ready? You know, are you ready? Are you ready? And I'm thinking, are you ready for what? <laughs> That's not that good. You know, it's not that good. Anyway, beautiful worship, and thank you guys for participating in all that. And thanks for all of you that were um, part of the free sale yesterday. Um, this place was, I've never seen it so uh, loaded with stuff. There was just a lot of stuff, and, and a lot of it... Um, came in the door, and a lot of it came out the door. It came in the door because of you. Um, you gave of yourself. And it truly is more blessed to give than to receive. It really is. As you start going through your stuff, you realize the first, the first thing you pull off is hard to give away. But then you start thinking, wait a second, this isn't so bad. And then you start realizing what it's for and who it's for, for people in the community that just could, could use stuff, our stuff. And so, so it's, it's a wonderful thing to do. And of, and of course, when you give something away, you, you always want to make sure it's going to the right people. You know, you know that? It's just it's terrible. I began to, because we had a couch, you know, we, we had a couch in our back room and, you know, the kids are moving out, so we don't need it anymore. And, and it's not that bad of a couch, you know, we got it here and set it up. And, and I'm thinking, well, I want this couch to go to a good place, you know, really good one. Because if it doesn't go, it goes in the dumpster, which is freaking me out, you know, because it's like this couch can't go in the dumpster. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm putting it in nicer spots. I'm putting it in the front so everyone can see it as they come in. You know, and I'm really concerned about this couch. And, and this, this uh, one woman came, and, and I don't know, she'd heard about it from next door or something like that. But or someone had told her she came, and she just said, we're just moving in. We don't, we don't have any stuff. You know, we don't have any stuff. And she said, we just, we just need some, a few things. And she said, now... Is this, is this couch? You know, is this couch? It's like, yes, you know, yes, yes. <laughs> and I mean, she, she just, all this says she, she wanted to pay us for this stuff. We said, no, you don't understand. We don't, we don't do that. This is to, for us to give to you. She started crying, you know. She just started crying um, at the generosity of you guys. And so it was just a sweet, sweet thing. And my couch went to a good home, so I'm happy. Everything's, everything <laughs> is really good with, with the world. But thank you for being a part of that, so. Our theme for the year as a church, um, we're calling it Illuminate. Um, the Bible says this, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be illuminated, meaning lit up, just on the inside, lit up, in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. And I, and I love that word, hope, but we need that. Mark mentioned the whole concept of we dare to hope, you know, and we can have hope. Not only hope, but it says, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. And boy, if any time, you know, we would need hope and power, it would be now. I mean, we want hope in our lives, in our world, and, and, and then power. And, and so we are in a series that we are calling Questions I Have for God. And it's a series about God and getting to know him better. Not just simply getting the head knowledge, because we're going to talk about a little bit about the, what's called theology of God or the understanding of God. But how does it work out in my day-to-day life? How does it work on a Tuesday or a Wednesday afternoon or a Friday when I'm really tired from the week? How does that all, all work itself out? And, and we've talked about... Um, how big, God, are you? One of the questions we have is, God, how big are you? And we've said, God's infinite, you know, infinite, beyond our even scope of, of understanding. And last week we talked about, God, how much do you really care about me? Well, God cares for you like a what? Like a father, like a father, always there for you, always welcoming you home no matter what you've done. And, and this morning I want to spend a few minutes talking about God. Do you really know me? I mean, of all the billions of people in the world, do you really know me? Do you really know me? And that's what I want to talk about for a few moments. Would you pray with me, please? 
And now, God, um, you allow us to call you Father, and you let us come to you now. And I pray just for these moments that we spend, that we would draw near to you as you are near to us. And so give me the right words to share in Christ's name. Amen. So there's this guy named David, and this is the David and Goliath, David. And, and he writes this in the Psalms. He said, Lord, you know everything about me. And everything in the Hebrew means everything. Okay, it's not hard, okay? Everything means everything. He says, you know, when I sit down, you know, when I stand up. So right now, as we look into, into our lives, God knows right now that you are what? Sitting. He knows that you're sitting. And a moment ago, he knew you were what? Standing, right. It's not that hard. He knows you're sitting. A few moments ago, he knows that you're standing. If God knows that, he knows that. He knows that about you. He says, you know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel, when I rest at home. You know everything I do. God, not only do you know my, what my body's doing, you know, standing or sitting or standing or sitting, you also, you also know my thoughts. Wherever I am, you know my thoughts. And now it gets wild you know what I'm going to say even before I say it. Before I even say it. It's even in, in you, you know it. You know it before I even do. And this deals with a big word, and, and the theological word for it is called omniscience. And omniscience simply means that God knows everything. God is knowing everything. Everything, God knows. He's outside this universe, and he's outside everything. So, of course, you can look into it and see absolutely everything. The, 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 the phrase is, God is all-knowing. He encompasses all knowledge of everything past, present, and future. He knows, he knows everything. Have you seen that, that car ad? It's on, on TV. Guys are arguing if a hot dog is a sandwich or not. Have you seen that one? You know, guys are arguing. Is a hot dog a sandwich or not? All that. And they get in this car and they ask Alexa, you know. Yes, a hot dog is a sandwich, Alexa. Like Alexa knows, you know. It's like, she is. Because it's, it's not a sandwich, you know. But... Alexa thinks a hot dog is a sandwich. God actually knows. It's not, okay? God knows more than Alexa. God knows way more than Siri, with whom I'm in a constant battle with right now. And God knows more than what? Google. God knows more than, than Google. It says this, great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has, has no limit, no limit to it. Psalm 147 says he determines the number of the stars and calls them each by name. I read a statistic on how many stars there are, and it's like 70 to the, I don't know, millionth, billionth power or something like that, some, some incredible number. They said there are more stars in the universe than there are grains of sand on the seashore. More stars in the universe. And it just, it's this whole, this whole thing. Um, it's amazing. And he knows them all by name. I was in the backwoods, Idaho, one time a few years back. And I was climbing around to get at some weird fishing spot, you know, because weird fishermen do that kind of thing, you know. This is a spot that nobody's going to know about. In order to do that, I had to kind of go or like, or like around a, um, a tree and then onto a rock. Well, as I'm going around in the rivers back here, I slipped. You know, you slip. And so, boom, you go down. And you start to slide down this big old slab of rock, you know. And you, you're sliding down. You think, this could be really interesting, you know, how this turns out. Well, you know, I'm, I'm spread eagle to try and, you know, minimize the whole 
whole thing. And as, and as I'm sliding down, I came to a stop. You know, I came to a stop. And as I'm, as I'm laying there on this, on this big slab of, of, of granite, trying to make sure that my organs are still adjusted in the right place, you know, right there, I saw a little tiny growing out of this big, big granite, a crack. There was this little tiny flower that was growing out, a little tiny one. You know, again, this is in the backwoods of nowhere, so, so, so it's in the middle, basically, of nowhere. And I'm, and I'm thinking, um, you know what? I'm the second person that's seen that flower. As I'm looking at that flower in all its intricacy and, and in all of its detail, and this little tiny flower in all of its beauty that no one else has seen before except one. That would be God. God knew a flower needs to go right there. God saw it. And God knows it. Jesus said, and even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. God knows everything that happens. God knows everything that has happened. God knows everything that could have happened. And God knows everything that will happen. So David writes this. He says, when I consider your heavens and the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, billions of stars, which you set in place, who am I that you would even think about me? Well, he does. He thinks about you. And, 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 you know, that's great in theory, and it's wonderful. Let's talk about how that works down into our everyday life, you know, into the, the moment by moment and what it means in your life and in my life and the difference it makes in you. First of all, God knows everything that I've ever done, everything that I have ever done. And all God's people said... Oh, no, you know, oh, no, because God knows everything I've ever done, you know, and, and that's not that comforting a thought, you know, that is not all that comforting. The Bible says this, for man's ways are in full view of the Lord. He examines all his paths, you know, and all God's people said, you know, uh-oh, uh-oh, on this one. You know, we had that free sale yesterday, you know, and, it's, and, and there's all kinds of stuff here, you know, and they put it in sections. They had the toy section there and the electronic section here, and the shoe section was right here, and they had the book section right here. There's all, all kinds of, of books, you know, every, every single kind of book that, that you can imagine that was here. Well, out of all the books, somebody decided to pull out a book and give it to me um, as a gift. You know what book they gave me? They gave me this one, okay? All right? This is the one that they gave me. It's called Cats. It's a book about cats. And, and, <clears throat> and what it says here is this is, it, you, just, you can discover the world of cats in close-up, their evolution, their behavior, and get this, and secret lives, you know? And it's like, yeah, that's it. You know, that's cats. They have a secret. They should have put evil life in there. But secret, they have secret evil life. And it's, again, you know, I understand cats have secret lives, well, guess what? You may say, well, so do I. In fact, all of us have. Somebody said every person is like a moon. There's a dark side to it. And as we think about not just simply cats but ourselves, um, we may have that. And if God knows everything about me, there is the good, but there's also the not so good. But then it gets personal because he says this, my sins, O oh God, are not hidden from you. You know how foolish I've been. You know. You know. And, and it's, God, you know, it's so easy to fall into that kind of stuff, you know. Just, just the little goofy attitudes we have that are harmful and destructive to other people. When we went through 40 days um, um, in the Word, 
beginning of this year, there was a verse, Micah 6.8. He has shown you, you know, oh man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you to act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. Lisa and I have adopted that verse, and we, and we memorized it together. Now, we didn't memorize it together to, you know, be holy. We memorized it together because we need it. We really need it. Because oftentimes, we will start getting into this attitude slip, you know, our attitude will slip out of gear, and we'll start being critical towards people or some, never one, never you guys, never, ever you, but towards a situation or something like that. And, and we will say, uh-uh-uh-uh, act justly, love mercy, walk humbly with God. You know, act justly, love mercy. You know, if I'm frustrated about some things or about people, act justly, love mercy. And it's like, boy, we have to say it like constantly, you know, constantly. Because constantly the secret life part begins to, you know, come up and come out in, into us. No one likes their faults and sins known. Now, now, before we give up on this whole thing, and, and, and this is what I love here, if God knows everything, that means that God is not shocked by what I've done. God's not shocked. God's not, oh, I can't believe you did that. You know, oh my goodness, you know, you did that thing. God's not shocked by that. He knows. He already saw it coming. Interesting story in the Bible. Jesus says to Peter, I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you're going to die, deny three times that you know me. And that's the famous story about what Peter did. You know, you'll deny me three times that you even know me. Three, three times. Now, Jesus doesn't hyperventilate about this. He just states it. He saw it coming. So my response, and again, we've said before, your response to life or my response to life is based on the God I know. Okay? My response to situations in life is completely based on the kind of God that I know, all right? If God is a wicked, cruel God or a vengeful God, then I'm in a lot of trouble. If he's filled with grace, then I can come to him. My response is based on the God I know. And if he knows, and if he's aware, and if God still allows me to connect with him, then my response is I can be honest with God. I can be completely honest with God over the sins that I have stupid things I do in my life to just admit it. And I don't know, that's a huge relief for me. A huge relief. God knows my stupid stuff, but in Christ he loves me the same. And so I, I love this in Psalm 103. It says, he's mindful, we're just dust. He gets it. I mean, he gets it. The Bible says, he who conceals his sin does not prosper. Whoever confesses and renounces them they find mercy and I don't have to pretend and I know that God can love me and love me unconditionally second thing is God knows how things are going to work out now this is good you know this is good because we don't know how things are work out and that's why we worry and that's why we stress and that's why we freak out God is not limited by time it blows me away that before creation time didn't even exist so God can be in the you know get this God can be in the past in the present in the future all at the same time Time, even though that really has no meaning. God's always there. God always just remember he is. God just is. When, when, when we first moved here oh, a bunch of years ago, um, you know, we have a 4th of July parade. Have you ever been to the 4th of July parade here in Half Moon Bay? You know, it's down Main Street. And we heard, oh, there's a 4th of July parade. And it's a small town. You know, isn't this cool? Let's go to a small town 4th of July parade and, you know, see what it's all about. And so we walked up, you know, and, you know, we wore red and white and blue, you know, because we're going to be part of this little small town. Hey, you know, we're ready for the 4th of July parade. And we sat on a curb. And we're sitting on a fairly uncomfortable curb. And, and you know, I asked the question, how long, how long, how long will it take? You know, how long is this prayer going to be, do you think? And we're thinking 
20 minutes. I mean, it's a small town. How long can it go, you know? And it's like the longest parade in the world, you know? This thing just doesn't stop. You know, this thing doesn't stop. They announced that back in that time, they had called the bicycle group. And, and every child that wanted to ride a bicycle or pull a wagon or, you know, or breathe, you know, was in this parade. And they announced every single child in there, you know. And I'm thinking, we're there nine hours. You know, nine hours, honestly, we're just there nine hours. Now, now we exist in time, okay. I can only see what's happening right now, okay. I can only see what's going on right now. That's all. You know, you think about it. Time for me is what's happening right now. Now, when I said now, that doesn't exist anymore in me. It doesn't exist anymore. Now it's, 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 now it's now, okay? That's what it is. It's like a parade. In a parade, you can only see what? There. That's right there. What's going in front of you right now. You can't see what's coming, and you can't no longer see what happened. It's only right now. Now, if I could get into a helicopter and look above, I could see the whole thing, you know, stretching out for 50 miles. You know, I'll be, I'll be right there. But God exists in seeing it all. And that means he knows, and this is what's so cool. He knows that the things that are happening now that are freaking me out, he knows what's coming. And he knows the things that are happening now that are freaking me out, how actually the things that are coming are going to dovetail and blend into this to make that which is happening now so good and so right. This is that great verse that says this, we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. And so you're going through something. You're always going through something. There's always something that's going on. And God knows how it's going to work itself out. God knows it's going to work all the way through and turn out. And he not only knows the future, he's there in the future. And he's always prepared everything that you're going to face tomorrow. Things may surprise me. They don't surprise God. So think about that, what's going on in your life right now. The Bible says the days allotted to me had all been recorded in your book before any of them began. So what's my response to this? Relax. First of all, you can relax. Um, Jesus said, your father knows what you need before you ask him. That's not so much a verse about prayer. Because some people say, well, if you already know, then why should I even pray? That's not what it's about. It's talking about, not about the concept of prayer. It's actually talking about God. God knows what you need before you ask him. He knows. Second, I can ask for help. Call to me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things, the things that you don't know. God will help. And he's preparing you for your tomorrow. Today he's preparing you for tomorrow. And when you get up tomorrow, and this is why I recommend, man, you spend a few minutes before your day really begins with God. Five or ten minutes reading the Bible just to center your life and focus on Him. And as you, as you do that, you get up in the morning and you can say, Father, you've already seen this day I'm about to experience. You've already seen it. You already know it. You've already seen the traffic jam that's going over 92. You know that. You know the coffee that I'm going to spill in my lap. You know the workload that I'm going to have to face today. You know, you know the kid's temper. You know every flat tire. You know about my computer locking up, the class assignments I'm going to get, the person that's going to say something rude to me, the phone call I'm going to get that's going to be hard for me to hear. You know that. You've already seen it, God. Would you give me the strength and the wisdom to cope right now? And then you trust. See how omniscience works? Isn't it awesome? This is how it works 
in my life. That the God who's in charge of it all sees it all. Number three, God knows the hurts in my life. He sees those kinds of things. I was at the bank the other day, and um, you, know, you go online. Hopefully, you try and do this through the uh, online if you can. If you can't, you go to the ATM. If you can't do that, you have to go in, inside, you know, like the olden days. You know, you have to go back inside like, like that. And, and there were two tellers, and there was one person in front of me, and I'm thinking, well, this is good, you know, until one of the tellers decided that 2.52 in the afternoon is a great time to take lunch. You know, 2.52, decided to go away. So they closed down, so there's one, and there's one person from me. I said, well, that's not a problem. It shouldn't take, you know, it should, shouldn't take too long. And so I'm, I'm standing there, and, and finally the lady goes up front. The woman goes up in, in front, and, and it's, it's like, I don't know what she's trying to do. I think she's trying to open a business or something like that because it began to take forever. And then she's trying to, you know, change her currency from Lithuanian money to American money or something. It's just, I can't believe as they start to try and dial New Zealand. You know, I'm thinking, this is crazy. You know, this is not, I just need to do something that's really, really, really... It's taking, it's just taking forever, you know. So, you know, first I'm, I'm there, and then you kind of get, and then I'm, you know, I'm standing there like this, and, and I'm just kind of looking up, you know. And I think I've had a neutral expression on my face, you know, just there. But I'm looking up, and I see, I see up on the ceiling these cameras, you know. Have you ever seen these cameras, you know, that banks have, you know? And I'm thinking, hmm, there's cameras here. And I look down, and, and at the bank I go to, there's a screen right there. And I'm looking at the screen, kind of, and I'm saying. Who's that grumpy guy wearing my shirt, you know, in that screen? Right there. And I think, oh, you know, and you, you know, because I'm thinking about omniscience here. They see, you know, they see. They could see my outward expression and attitude. And I think I'm keeping my cool, but on camera they're watching. Switch it from frustration to hurts. You know, God sees. God sees the hurts that we experience. says, you, God, have listened to all my troubles. You've seen the crisis in my soul. The crisis in my soul may be a great way to describe what's going on in your life right now. You know that? I have a crisis in my soul. I mean, not just in my life, in my soul. It goes down that deep. God sees it. And you might think, no one knows what I'm going through. God does. Of course he does. I love this. You know how troubled I am. You kept a record of my tears. A record of your tears. Everyone. There's another. Meaning God knows. God knows. And, and oftentimes, whenever we feel um, hurt, or something devastated, oftentimes the feeling we get is, I feel very lonely. Hard to pinpoint that feeling, but it is. I'm lonely. I'm going through this by myself. And while there may be people that are around me, I'm still feeling lonely in this. And maybe there's been a death in the family or a divorce. You got fired. You know, maybe you flunked a class. And nobody knows the way I feel, and no one can really understand what I'm feeling, and no one feels the pain God does. God does. Our God does. He knows that. Well, what does God think when he knows how you feel? Psalm 103, he's like a father to us, tender and sympathetic. Just like a dad. So my response, if he sees all my hurts, give them to him. So Peter would say, cast all your cares on the Lord, for he cares for you. Finally, God knows my faithfulness. Every time I do the right thing, God is watching. 
Every time instead of sinning, I choose not to sin. Every time I resist a temptation, every time I stand up for something right, every time I give, no matter how small God knows, God sees. He knows every act of kindness that you've done today. Every time that you went out of your comfort zone and did something for someone else, God knows, God sees. The Bible says if you give even a cup of cold water to one of the least of my followers, you'll surely be rewarded, even a cup. Every good deed will be rewarded, no matter if somebody saw it or not. Every kind word, every thoughtful act, every act of service that you do here, God sees. God sees. Everything that you gave to the free sale, every time you serve in the coffee room, every note you play up here on stage, Every time you greet somebody in love, every time you pray, God sees, God knows. Every time you had an opportunity to gossip and you didn't, every time you had a chance to criticize and you built up, every time you went out of your comfort zone to make someone feel better, God saw it. So what's my response? Keep doing those things with hope. Here's what the Bible says. Let's not become weary in doing good. For the proper time we'll reap a harvest if we do not give up. I saw a little saying on, on a refrigerator thingy, you know, one of those little refrigerator deals had, somebody had. And, and I, was, I was new to this faith thing at the time, and I was helping somebody move, you know, and, 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 and um, they had put this on their refrigerator, this family, and it said this, the one who knows me the best loves me the most. The one who loves me the best, God, loves me the most. The one who knows every fault, every flaw, every quirk, every weird part of me, everything I've done wrong, every oddity, every uniqueness, the one who knows me the best, he loves me the most. Now move that to you, the one who knows you the best. He loves you the most. No one else could ever love you like God loves you. Never. And knows you the best. And knows your secret life. Knows the sin, knows the good, knows it all. Work on that for a second. Chew on that. God who knows me the best, loves me the most. He does. Omniscience. He knows everything about you, me, us. He loves us the same. Worship team, would you guys come on up now? Inviting you to pray with me, if you would, please, just bow your head. Because I, I want this time to be a moment just for you to wrap it all up. And, and I, I hope you've gotten an idea of a, a God who knows the names of billions upon billions of stars in space, but also knows your name. Knows enough how to set orbits and galaxies and black holes. Knows how they all fit together. And knows how the issues in your life fit together too. He knows. He knows what you're experiencing. He knows what you're going through. He knows your sin. He knows your good. He knows the little act you did yesterday. He knows. 
And um, this God saw that sin and said, let's do something about it because I know you can't ever be good enough. I know enough. I know you, you'll try and you'll fail and try and fail, so let's get this taken care of once and for all. Let's give Jesus Christ, send him down. And Jesus came down and took all those secret life stuff in your life upon himself. And God punished him so you don't have to be punished. And I hope that makes sense to you, but I also hope that compels you. And maybe you've never said, that's what I want to believe. That's what I want to accept. That's what I want to be my life. Jesus Christ and his death for me. And it doesn't take a deep theology for that. Right now it just simply takes a simple act of acceptance and surrender and saying, please, this is what I'm choosing to believe. I want that for me. I want that in my life. So Jesus, God, come into my life that way through Christ, Jesus, by faith, trusting that my sins were taken care of by you because you love me. And if you prayed that prayer, I hope you're feeling the love of God right now, the acceptance of God right now. And if you have questions about that, we're here to walk with you through that. God, thank you. Thank you for your care, your love. We love you back in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thank you guys so much for being part of today. Um, Come back next week. Um, We hope we're going to continue on in our series. And um, I'm going to have also a book giveaway after the service. So if you uh, want a free book, you can have it. Hey, God bless you guys. Thanks for coming. We're going to stand, finish with a final song, make a little bit of noise. Have a wonderful day in Christ. Thank you. Love you all.